A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you usually watch me on Spotify, you might have noticed that the story time you were watching was deleted. No clue what happened, but if you click the link in the description, you can listen to the updated podcast. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story from the military, but first a story from JG Wentworth 877 Send me back inside to finish someone else's work? Okay, I'll take my time. This happened about a month ago. I work for an extremely toxic and verbally abusive woman who's taken to singling me out and bullying me since I got hired. She's awful to everyone. Six people have quit in the three months I've been there, but she especially hates me for whatever reason. So, for context, I work as a dental assistant, and we use one of these massive multi-tool kits with each patient. They are a massive pain in the butt to clean. First, they have to be run through an ultrasonic for 10 minutes, then they get rinsed for 30 seconds, then the whole cassette and each individual instrument has to be inspected under a microscope, scrubbed, and hand-dried. They have to be repacked into the cassette, in order, and then carefully wrapped up twice. So you can imagine this entire process takes quite a while, especially if you're just learning it. The problem is, we can't start doing this until after our last patient is done. But the dentist somehow expects it to be dried and wrapped almost immediately. AKA, she wants everyone to defy the laws of time and space. Well, she finally hired a new girl who was in the sterilization room all day training how to do all this. Even I struggle with it after three months, so it's obviously taking her longer to do everything. She does her best in there, and I help out when I'm not assisting patients. She gets everything mostly wrapped by the end of the day, except the last cassette. And I shut down the rooms, also a long process. Everyone changes out of our uniforms, and we're about to head home. Except, of course, this lunatic needs to hit her quota for yelling at me for the day, and finds one more reason to, just because. So she comes over yelling at all four of us and singles me out, screaming at me that there can't be anything left unwrapped. It's common practice to leave a few instruments unwrapped at the end of the day at any clinic. You just get them in the morning. She makes me put my stuff down, go back into the sterilization room, wash my hands, put on full PPE, gown, glasses, gloves, mask, and go through the entire cleaning process with this thing. At this point, I'm beyond livid. I wasn't the one who left it there. It doesn't matter that it's there. And I'm also the only one who takes public transportation, which I've just missed. My next bus isn't until another 30 minutes later. What makes me really snap, though, is when she turns off the lights on me while I'm in there. First of all, super dangerous to be turning the lights off on someone handling sharp, bloody instruments. Second, how does she expect me to do this in pitch black? She only turns them on when another girl gets visibly uncomfortable and is like, um, you know, she's still in there, right? She then realizes how awful she's making herself look in front of the new employees and tries putting on her best fake nice voice, telling them they can go home and don't need to wait. At this point, I'm ready to walk out. And then I realize my bus doesn't come for half an hour. And she has the only keys to lock up. 
She's stuck here until I decide I'm done, which I decide isn't going to be until every one of these instruments is spotless. So for the next 10 minutes, I painstakingly clean every millimeter of these things, make sure not a drop of liquid is on them, and spend longer wrapping this thing than I ever have. I can hear her getting angrier and angrier as I take my sweet time, doing exactly what she asked me to do. She is fuming by the time I'm done. I made it just in time for the next bus, after she had to awkwardly stand outside in the cold with the rest of the staff who refused to leave without me, knowing full well she was the reason everyone's time was being wasted upon her request. But at least we could all rest easy that the cassette got dried. Do you guys personally have an issue of consistently staying late at your jobs to make sure things are absolutely finished before you actually leave? If you're scheduled to work 8 hours, but you consistently have to stay 30 minutes to an hour extra, would that really annoy you? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Princess Yoshi 1234567. Send an email. So this happened two days ago. This MC is following many months of condescending, patronizing, and blatant disrespectful treatment towards myself. The only reason I stayed as long as I did is because of how much I cared for the children I worked with. This event is the straw that broke the camel's back. I work in childcare, and next week we have an assessment and rating, which is where the government come in and make sure our service is following all the laws and legislation and all that jazz. During the morning shift, we only need two staff. Due to the A&R next week, we have a lot of servicemen coming into the center recently. On this fine morning, we have a carpet cleaning service come to the center, which no one told me about. The issue starts when he tells me I need to unlock the gate to the yard so he can drive his van in, which is essential. I tell him sure and go inside to get the keys. I don't know which key opens the gate, so I take all five-ish lanyards with bunches of keys to the gate and start trying to unlock the gate. After roughly 10 minutes of trying to open the gate, the serviceman exits his vehicle and tells me he'll have to call his boss and reschedule. My coworker's watching this interaction from the window of the room she's in, supervising the children. The morning goes by pretty uneventfully after this. Before leaving, I leave two notes on my boss's desk, one about the serviceman and the other about my availability change for the mornings. After returning home, I get a phone call from the 2IC. She is absolutely fuming. She starts her rant by saying she understands the situation is not entirely my fault, but the key to open the gate is hanging up with all the other keys and is definitely there. In fact, we have two keys, and when I come back for the afternoon shift, she would show them to me. She then continued on to say that next week we have our assessment and rating, and that because I didn't unlock the gate and let the serviceman in, our center would look like crap, and we would fail, and it would be my fault. After all this, she finished by saying that the note you left about your availability change is not acceptable. It needs to be sent via email. This has never been an issue before. I told her I would send an email straight away. So after I got off the phone, I called my best friend and asked her to help me write a professional email as she was better at wording professional documents than I was. Roughly half an hour after I sent the email, my boss tried to call me, however, I chose to ignore it. I assume it was in regards to the resignation email I had sent, giving only one day's notice. This is legal in my country. Unfortunately, I will dearly miss the children that I cared for. 
I can imagine an OP situation. It's very bittersweet to have to stop watching all these kids that they've grown fond of, but it must be a joy to finally leave a place where you're just getting treated like dirt. Nobody deserves to work in a place where somebody else is basically trying to bend them over backwards. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary and make them feel like no matter what, they're never doing their job right. I definitely think this is one of those jobs that it gets to a point where, because of how you're treated, you're laying there in bed thinking about how you can get out of there and where you should move on and other career opportunities. Our next story is from Philomena Noir. This is not on-call or overtime work? Okay. I was a programmer working to build up a new department where I was the only staff member other than my manager. My manager would talk to clients and I did everything else. I had about 40 clients with websites getting information from 80-ish satellite communication sensor arrays with up-to-the-minute updates on those web pages, which I also built. I built a whole monitoring system to text or email me if there was an issue. As more clients came online, the notifications of systems being unresponsive or missing data retrieval windows became more frequent and I often had to log in after hours to fix things. I was mostly doing this because I cared about my work, and I knew we were still ironing out issues. When I would fix things after hours, my manager was very stingy and told me, unless it was more than an hour of work at once, I should not get paid for that time. I told him that it was getting to be a lot of little intervals in the evenings and weekends, and I should be paid to be on call. He refused to discuss on-call, and even the few times he did get some of the evening time paid out, it was my regular hourly rate. No extra pay for overtime. I also found out a few months later that I was paid over $10,000 less than the salespeople selling the services I created. So I confront my manager about the on-call and overtime again. I tell him that my time outside of work is being significantly affected by these after-hours issues and waking me and my partner up in the middle of the night and that he needs to pay me to do on-call. I had done this for over a year now with literally no breaks. Well, it's not really on-call, he says. If something breaks in the evening, if I'm watching for it and then fixing it, what is that? I ask calmly. You just occasionally see if things are working and fix them if they're broken. But that's not on call. That's just caring about your job while we get things working. We're not paying you for after hours work, he says. Okay, I understand. That weekend, I turn off my phone since I'm not on call. A system that my system relied on goes down and all of the data flow stops. 
everything comes crashing down. I turn on my phone Monday morning, and my phone tries to process over 1,100 text notifications and even more emails and freezes. I get to work, and my manager's phone is ringing off the hook, and I can hear clients yelling at him on the phone. He's red like a tomato and freaking out. He demands to know what happened and why it hasn't been fixed yet. I reply, I don't know, I wasn't on call. And I walk out of his office to leave him with the angry clients. I quit a month later. I've said it in the past, but I feel like this is one of the downfalls of modern phones. Back in the day when you had landlines, it was at least less common for any kind of workplace to call you up out of the blue and expect you to always just be available to answer any questions anytime. There was no work group chat and WhatsApp or whatever. And even with emails, you weren't reasonably expected to look at those after you clocked out and went home for the day. Honestly, I love what OP did here. I think you should fight to get paid fairly for what you do. And our final story of the day is from Deidre Joe. If you don't have something to do, ask us and we'll find something. Don't just pretend to clean. Okay, we're done. What can we do? I don't know, just find something. Military story. At one point in the military, I was in between major postings. I finished the training program but was waiting for reassignment to a regular station and was working a cleaning gig in the admin building as a holding station in the meantime. I was in a technical field that was eternally undermanned, so we had decent, for the military, money incentives to sign on and re-enlist, and often were exempted from a lot of the duties other service members had to deal with because of our required schedule. The admin department was made up of personnel who were… not. Naturally, this engendered some resentment from them, so we would show up at 7am, clean the building for 2-3 to three hours, literally run out of things to clean because there were around 5 times as many people cleaning it as needed, and then have to clean for another 5-6 to six hours plus lunch until the end of the normal workday. The admin guys in charge of us every morning ordered, if you don't have something to do, ask us and we'll find something. Don't just pretend to clean. So we did. We cleaned until there wasn't anything left to clean, and then asked admin guy what else we could do. And invariably, we were told something along the lines of, I don't know, find something. And so the commanding officer, if the president of the US is the military CEO, the commanding officer would be a regional or district manager eventually noticed that we didn't really have anything productive to do after 10 a.m. Because of that, in public, he ordered the admin guys, if the techie guys don't have anything left to do for the day, then send them home. There's no point in keeping them here unnecessarily. And the next day, we showed up, cleaned for three hours, and then asked what else needed doing. I don't know, count the holes in the ceiling tiles. Literally, that was what the admin guy said. So we did. We knew it was BS, but it was in order. Naturally, being on ordered activity, we didn't try to hide what we were doing, including around 11am when the commanding officer walked past one of us staring at the ceiling with a pencil and a sheet of paper, obviously counting something. The commanding officer asked what we were doing. Oh, petty officer so-and-so ordered us to count the holes in the ceiling tiles when we asked what else we could help with, sir. My coworker answered earnestly. Commanding officer asks, How long does it usually take you guys to clean the building? Coworker answers with enthusiastic forthrightness, Oh, we usually have to start asking for things to do around 10am, sir. 
Commanding officer, not happy. Commanding officer, very not happy. Not only did that mean that he was dealing with insubordination of at least one admin guy, but the nature of admin guy's order started into hazing territory, which was regulated to heck. Commanding officers had been canned in recent years for hazing incidents, and it was being done almost literally in his face. The next day, we cleaned until we ran out of things for most of us to clean. We ask admin guy what else we can help with. Admin guy answers, I don't know, find something to do. So we do. Commanding officer leaves his office at 12, heading to lunch. He walks past my coworker, the same one he had talked to the day before, wiping a wall with a rag. Coworker greets the commanding officer. Good morning, sir. Commanding officer stops, sees coworker, sees the coworker apparently only looking like he's cleaning. Commanding officer very, very not happy. We go to lunch, get back, and get told to go home. It was no longer an issue after that. What I'm struggling to understand here is how is the person that like runs the show telling the people underneath them if they don't have anything else to properly do, send them home, and then they just continue not doing any of that advice? Isn't what the commanding officer says those requests in order to the admin? How come the admin guys are just blatantly ignoring it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear another compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.